Welcome to Card is Going to Change, presented by AIW and Smartmark Video, and this is Awesome Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Glenn Moore, and joined in studio, like always, this week, Chandler Biggins and John Thorne, co-owners of AIW. Yeah, first time put Chandler over. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the first time I've ever gone first. Undeserving. 19 episodes. That's because I know Teddy Hart was at work. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Let's get into. It's gonna make me quit AIW. This fucking <laughs> argument. This is gonna. This is gonna be the. Last that's gonna one. be the argument that collapses the, the fucking not so empire. Unsolved mysteries. Teddy Hart. Oh my god. Well, let's get into Bloodsport. A uh, show that took place here on September 9th. Had a stack card, but the talk of the evening was not anybody who was on the card. It was a special. She was kind of on the card. Huh? She was kind of on the card. Kind of. Made an she appearance. appeared live. Yeah. Was Ronda Rousey, My Bay, My oh, Celebrity oh, Crush. Gone. Rock your beautiful body, Glenn. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> Ronda Rousey. They are chilling for five hours and then going to the bar, just hanging out, taking pictures with a smile on her face, no complaints whatsoever. Just, uh, I talked about it on my show. This is Awesome Wrestling Show, but I got to get you guys. You're chiming in. Well, She's, you make it sound like it was so easy. It took uh, quite a bit to get her there. Well, I know there was a, a total backstory to it. You had fans rushing to her car when she initially pulled up. With, Chased her off. She took yeah, she 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 that literally, was it. I saw it. She literally skedaddled out of the parking lot. Um, we knew that she was coming for about a week, but I didn't really believe it. Like... Well, I think it was even longer than a week that we had an idea that she might, but it was the Saturday before that it was official. Yeah, it was about like maybe two two weeks or three weeks before the idea was presented. Wasn't it pitched as, what if she came, what can you accommodate? Yeah, well, it was just like, what if she came, would, like, it wasn't even accommodate, it was like, would it be okay if she came, um, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, sure, of course. Fuck you. I was, you know, and then it became like, it's a maybe. It's like something that's being considered. Uh, and then I would say that Saturday before the show, it was like 100% that she was coming and her. So we had, bo- we had booked Shayna a, a flight. Uh, to do the match, and then you know what the what kind of the um, the holdup or whatever was was hey what what if I don't use your flight are you going to be mad? And I was like, well, how would you get here? Like this is how it was presented, and I was like, well, how would you get here? And it was, well, Ronda Rousey wants to drive me <laughs> from Venice, all and I was the way like, here. what do you mean? Like from fucking where? You know, like from. California. Wow. And I was like, well, what? So the story goes is Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, and Jessamyn Duke were supposed to have an all-girls elk hunting expedition where they went out into the fucking frontier hunting elk with just guns and their fucking killer instincts. Uh, something happened to where that couldn't, where that couldn't happen, and then... I also heard all these other crazy stories of them hunting l- crocodiles with their bare hands and shit. These girls getting into some fucking wacky shit. Uh, Way more manly than either you or I or Glenn. Right. But Glenn was told he had to rock his beautiful body. <laughs> and I did. But uh, 
So, uh, my initial response was like, that's the weirdest fucking text message I've ever got before. You know, hey, what if like Rhonda drives me because our elk hunting all girls expedition uh, had to be canceled? And I was just like, uh, okay, so are you guys going to come and like hunt us? Like <laughs> <laughs> surviving the game. So, uh, you know, it's she's coming, she's coming. And I, I don't believe it. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing this week-long cross-country girls trip. And then purposely, Jasmine and Shayna are taking pictures without Rhonda. So then we're like, oh, my God, did Rhonda not get in the car? And, like, I don't want to ask. You know what I mean? I don't want to push it and ask. Um, and But, you know, it's like I'm getting updates. Like, we're on the road. We're going to be here. Idaho. Like, we're in Utah, we're here, uh, that morning is, what time do you need us to be there? We're in South Bend, Indiana, eating breakfast. So, I'm like, okay, you know, this is weird, this is weird, And but I still don't think that they're going to come. Like, I know Shane is going to get there, but I think the other girls are just going to... Drop her off and leave. Yeah, go do things, because, like, UFC's in town, there's all sorts of... Their friends were around, you know... Uh, so, I would say, like, 4 o'clock, I get a text that's like, hey, um, Rhonda's going to drop us off, and she's going to go work out. And I'm like, okay, there it is. You know, she's the, she's not she's not coming. Yeah, yeah. A lot, because of UFC in town, there's a lot of people she knew. and Her boyfriend was in town yeah, and fighting and stuff. Yeah, trainer Edmund. And- so, she, uh, you know, she I guess, you know, she pulls in and, Fans run up to that car and they get fucking. Well, one fan. Yeah, yeah it was one fan, and he tried to. Justin open- Doan, legendary figure. No, he's the, a rapper. The artist behind the "Go Hard Like Leonard Bibbs song. So he walks up to the car. Well, he runs to the car, and Rousey's in the driver's seat because she switched seats and with somebody. Trying to pull out her door handle. Yeah, right? he pulled in the door handle, trying to get a selfie. <laughs> and Duke is just like yelling from the trunk because she was opening, getting Shane's stuff out, yelling, "Get the." fuck away from the car and then Rousey just as soon as that trunk closed she was out she was out of there and Justin's like she'll be back she'll be back Don like, does look like a squirrely individual god yeah so and I was like that's it she's not coming back yeah I didn't think she was coming back at all um but you know they keep saying she's coming back and the show's going and stuff and she's not there and Aaron Bauer like saves like a parking spot for her yeah. just in case she comes back well sure enough like 8 30 like Jessamine is like, where's that guy? Where's that guy? Where's that guy? She's here. So like me and Aaron go outside and like Aaron moves her, his car and like here she comes in this big ass like fucking Range Rover or some some huge SUV. Yeah. And uh, I got like gotta help her fucking parallel park on the street and then she just gets out and she's fucking super cool. Like I didn't know you know I didn't know how she was gonna be because you never know with people like that I guess. Yeah, cause uh, she's probably the biggest female athlete in the world. Yeah, so definitely like, a lister. So yeah, then she just you know she just starts mingling and uh, oh well, you got to talk about when you're pick when you're meeting her on the sidewalk. Who just randomly else was on the sidewalk? Noel Foley and Frank the Clown. Oh yeah, that was well. I didn't see them, so I take Rhonda to the locker room and I you know take her to Shayna. So, you know, people can meet her or whatever. And then someone runs down and they're like, hey, 
uh, Noel Foley is backstage at gorilla position. And I was like, what? Yeah, because they followed you guys in because they saw Ronda. So I go up, and they're just like, hey, is this the door to go in? And it's like the door to the to the fucking entranceway. So I, like, put them up on the stage or whatever, uh, and I just went down because hang out with fucking Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Frank the Clown over Ronda Rousey. If you if you pick that, so you're Frank the Clown's a nice idiot. guy. What's wrong with Frank the Clown? Nah, the whole gimmick pisses me off. Uh, he's a nice guy. Yeah, Why does he nice. put watermarks on videos? <laughs> I'm the first fucking person to put a watermark in a video. Frank the Cloud. I think uh, Aaron Bauer is gonna beat Frank the Cloud up because uh, he thought Frank the Cloud was a Cleveland wrestling personality, but we'll leave that to Aaron Bauer. But uh, everybody was cool. Rhonda. Like, she had a line waiting to take pictures with her in the locker room, and, like, she was nothing but accommodating. She was awesome. Like, I don't think a person, like, of her celebrity would be as awesome as she was, but uh, when Thorne told me they were driving in, though, I said I was going to flip out if Rhonda came in with a bunch of receipts trying to get trans money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we, never really, we, we never really approached that situation. Celebrity Nethworth says... Uh, Seventeen million. So, well, you know how true the internet is. Yeah. Everything's real. So yeah, she was. You know, she was super cool and like, um, just she took pictures with everyone, mingled with everybody, and then, uh, you know, the the rest of the show besides that was a fucking spectacle of of weirdness with you know like Dan Severn and Matt Riddle, and uh, you know of course you know the main event with Shayna versus Heidi. Um, but like, then you know, there's all these weird, like, people that I don't even I don't watch MMA or UFC really. Like, so there's all these like broadcasters and stuff. Well, well, it's funny because, like, we have always tried to get coverage from the Observer and everywhere else. PWI Insider gives us decent coverage. Shout out to Mike Johnson, but uh, Meltzer never really puts us over because he doesn't really put over indie wrestling. And all of a sudden, like, Meltzer wrote this big thing about. AIW, if you're in town for UFC, AIW is the place to be. Yeah, because this was like a weird experiment we decided to do because, like, everyone everyone kind of latches on to, like, the big WWE shows like WrestleMania weekend or Royal Rumble weekend or whatever the fuck. And we're like, UFC's never been here before. We didn't know, like, what that would bring, you know? Like, because, like, if you think about, like, the big WWE shows, it's like a, a circus coming to town. They get, you know... All, they bring in all sorts of people, you know, traveling in and things like that. And like I said, we're not super familiar with like the world of MMA whatsoever. So we're like, UFC's never been here before. Let's try something weird, you know. And then, you know, not only was UFC uh, coming here, but then it turned out that it and it was going to be the punk fight because it got kept being delayed for like a year and a half. It just was weird that UFC was here and then punk was here. So we thought like. There'd be a definite wrestling connection then, because. But we had we had announced it, I think, and booked it before the Punk fight. Yeah, because we, it was we were just trying to latch on, and we we're like, let's just, you know, we booked Severn for Jaylet. We had been booking Shayna pretty consistently, uh, you know, and everyone's loving Matt Riddle, you know, on the Indies. And we figured those would be like three things that would draw like the casual wrestling, casual MMA people. Well, more cat, you know, it, we're just like, let's try to get this, you know, this weird crossover of. If UFC is bringing people into town and, um, you know, creating this kind of, like, buzz throughout the town, like, let's try to latch a pro wrestling event on that has three former UFC 
fighters on it. Um, so it was definitely like a gigantic gamble because we didn't know. You know, we could have tried this and MMA fans, UFC fans, whatever you want to call them, could have been like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, because there's never been like a definite um, uh, proof of the crossover. Like people have thought there was, but there's definitely no proof. Um, but definitely seemed to work out. Yeah, so like uh, we put this together and then, um, you know, we we start doing some other things like um, the guys from Russell Pro or whatever. Uh, Pat Buck is like, hey, let's. Do you guys want to sp- split Grado? Do you guys want to bring Grado over on this weekend? So we're like, yeah, fuck, we love Grado. Um, and, and we just if anything was going to draw MMA people, it was going to be Grado versus exactly, Colabana. you know, Grado. Yeah. Um, and then you know, because Punk was fighting, you know, uh, Col- you know, we booked Colt Cabana, and uh, we're like, oh fuck, let's do this Colt Cabana versus Grado match for the first time. You know, we knew like none of the people that were coming for potentially. The, the MMA thing, uh, we're going to care about that. But that match is actually why Noel Foley and Frank the Clown came because they, they wanted to see Grado versus Colt Cabana. And they were in town to see Punk fight, um, which they sent us like a, I don't know, like a DM or something. Well, they were talking. They just started randomly talking to like AIW fans that morning or afternoon at like the... Uh, the open workout or yeah, something. Yeah, open workouts and stuff. And then they're like... Oh, there's wrestling in town. Great over versus Colt Cabana, and that sold them on it. And then they DM'd us, uh, and they were only supposed to stay like 20 minutes or a half hour. They were just gonna stop in, but then they liked everything they saw so much they stayed till the like very end. Yeah, Noel Fo was a big fan of Nasty Russ. Loved she loved the Jollyville Fuckets, man. Loved them, loved them. Um, and then you know we also have Dominic Greeny, who's one of our students, uh, who is very well versed in you know Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and. Um, you know, has trained MMA. So we're like, you know, let's, you know, let's throw him on there, you know, because he fit kind of with the theme of the show. Uh, we thought it would be like a good opportunity to kind of, you know, ease him in uh, to a singles match. It, you know, I think it was his first AIW singles match. Yeah, I think so. And then if uh, anybody, anybody hasn't seen it, check out, there's a YouTube video with like him explaining himself. Yeah. And like his history and where he's come from. Um, and, you know, we put him in with BJ Whitmer, who was just like, the best, like, good brother, veteran, uh, just ass-kicker dude. Yeah, that, he just whips the students right into shape. Um, you know, and some people, you know, probably think that's the wrong way to do it, but you need one of those fucking grizzled guys to kind of, you know, bring these, bring some of these students up to speed um, and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, teach them, you know, teach them in the ring. And I think, you know, it was a great learning experience for Dom. I think, you know, he more than held his own. Uh, which, you know, I don't say it too much, but I was pretty proud of his performance in that match. Um, and I think, you know, the fans really, really, really took to him. Yeah, and then, so anyways, uh, first half of the show happens, then intermission happens, and we get this huge rush of people. And here was people coming from UFC, and I didn't know these people. But yeah, like, from the, I guess the weigh-ins went to, like, 8 o'clock or something. Uh, Errol Hawani was there. Um, the dude's John, John Pollock. Pollock waiting. Yeah, the guys from uh, the Law Radio and Fight Fight Network and the Fight Network and and a bunch of other people like these dudes come in, uh, they pay at the front door, and then all of a sudden fans are rushing them as soon as they walked in an intermission, and I, I was like, who the hell are these guys? But I guess you know they're all big deals. Yeah, and like um, you know, she, earlier in the day, Shana had asked me, um, 
you know, if her photographer friend could come, which I was just like, yeah, sure. I didn't know, you know, who or what she was talking about. And, you know, it's, you know, she works for uh, a huge MMA news website. Yeah, Esther Lynn. And, uh, you know, she did this awesome photo set that got, you know, that got picked up all over the internet. Like, it was weird how it worked out because, uh, you know, the crowd was, wasn't like a gigantic crowd, but you know, by any means, but uh, we did all right. But the publicity that came from that and all those people being there is still, you know, like we're still seeing things like we're still seeing news stories popping up and here, you know, we're like uh, almost a month removed and, you know, we're still getting these stories and these, you know, these photo sets going out. And, um, and, and what was crazy about the crowd was it seemed like a lot of the regulars couldn't make it because of whatever reason. Because I think they spent all their money on UFC because the one thing we didn't take into consideration not knowing a lot about UFC and MMA is, is how expensive it was to go to to UFC and you know just experience it. Um, I think the cheapest ticket was like fifty or sixty bucks. So uh, with Cleveland being such like a blue collar town, I think that more than tapped into people's entertainment funds for the weekend. Yeah, and also, also the one complaint I was hearing a lot was we ran so much this summer, which usually we go light in the summer, but. Since August started, we've run every two weeks, and we were, and as dumb as this sounds, we went against a Slayer concert that also uh, affected uh, Slayer, and then I heard Joe Rogan as an excuse. Yeah, so we went against all these other events, um, but you know we still had a really a really nice turnout for comparing to what you know what we did, and then all these different journalists in the crowd just got us. So much publicity, like Ariel Hawani is still sending out tweets about it. And, uh, you know, I talked to him briefly and I don't know too much about him, to be honest. But, you know, I talked to him and he said, dude, this is my first wrestling live wrestling event I've been to in like 10 years. He is like Dave Meltzer told me to come, which was blew my fucking mind. And the one thing I heard from all the MMA people. Uh, was that they were wrestling fans that got converted to MMA fans, and they kind of turned their back on wrestling, but they thought our show was like good it was in, it was it was intriguing to them to come see these people like Matt Riddle and Shayna Baszler uh, make the transition, and then you know Dan Severn has been he's made the transition long ago. He was just kind of like icing on the cake for them, but you know they really wanted to come and see how Matt Riddle and Shayna Baszler kind of adapted to the new environments. And the one cool thing about like uh, how diverse the crowd was was because of UFC, we had probably more out of town people than probably any show this year. Like we had people that introduced themselves from Texas and like California, New York, uh, uh, a lot of Chicago people. Yeah, so it was it was definitely like a a cool thing for us to do. I would say it was a a very successful experiment. Um, just because we got exposed to people that either had never come before or had no idea who we were. And now we're continuing to get that exposure through like, you know, these, you know, like the law guys talked about us on their radio show and, um, you know, like all the Ronda Rousey stuff. Like when, you know, I guess at the end of the show when she appeared, that was one of her first public appearances in almost a year, you know, six months or something like that. Um, so that got like huge publicity for us. Like yeah, picked it was up on like, like her Fox. first first official appearance anywhere. I mean, she's been like uh, paparazzied, but it was her first like official appearance since she lost the belt. Yeah, like other than like doing the Ellen Show or some shit. I don't. Yeah, think, yeah. But like, in which we didn't even ask her to do that. 
like she just decided that she was just going to go and do it. Um, which kind of blew my mind. And I, you know, I talked to her, she came, you know, to the, to the bar afterwards, which funny story about that is like, she just wanted to go eat and she wanted to go somewhere where people would just leave her alone. Cause so I was like, Oh, I know just the place. We'll go to the Hooli house in Brooklyn because nobody's ever fucking in that bar. Um, after well, like they're in there until like 1130 and then it just clears out for some reason. It's really, everybody's going to be there after every show. But, uh, so we call and we're like, Hey, can you keep the kitchen open? And they're like, yeah, it'll be open for like another hour or something. And we're like, can you make sure it stays open? They're like, yeah, for another hour. We're like, we're bringing Rhonda Rousey. I'm like, yeah, okay. It'll be open for another hour. Uh, so then we walk in and there's nobody in there. And then they see that Rhonda Rousey is really there. And the fucking staff just starts going, like losing their minds. Um, which is kind of a fucking just a bizarre thing to see uh, because after like we talked to Ronda Rousey, she was just like a normal fucking person. Like her fame kind of like, I don't know, dissolved or whatever. Yeah. It was like super weird to see somebody you had just seen like on the Ellen show or in public. All of a sudden she's just a normal person. Yeah. And like uh, my sister ended up being like, you know, driving them around and stuff, which is fucking weird. Uh, and, she told my sister, she's like, I'm just an ordinary person. I just have, I just got an extraordinary opportunity, which I thought was kind of like, you real know, profound. Yeah. Real profound quote, you know, for it. And it made so much sense. And then we almost had a, a thing ruined the night at the Hooli house though. When, uh, some like 45 year old woman decided that Ronda Rousey was going to be her target. Yeah. She, this lady like wanted to try to start a fight with her so bad. <laughs> And like Rhonda was just having none of it and just left. But some it was just some lady probably trying to get rich or something, you know what I mean? Or trying to get her, you know, her name in a headline. But she was like, you know, she was talking shit to Rousey about losing her fight or something. And uh, it was just like she was probably the like other than our group. She was like the only other person in the bar. Uh, Which, uh, if there's anybody in the AIW locker room that night that I was scared of, probably the three horsewomen were probably the scariest. Yeah, so I mean, it was a, it was definitely a bizarre and cool experience, and uh, you know, I told her, I, I told Rhonda, I was just like, hey, you know, I don't, I, I don't know why you decided to appear in the show or whatever, but I said, you know, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate it because I don't even think you know what that's gonna do for us. And she goes, oh, she goes, no, I know. She's like, and I just want to let you know that I appreciate that you actually appreciate it. Because most people would, you know, would just ex- have that expectation of me to do something or demand that I do something. And you guys, you guys never asked me to do anything. You guys just took me in your locker room and just let me hang out and, you know, just be with my friends. And it was just such a cool environment. She's like, you know, I figured I would do that for you guys because, you know, I, I knew what it could potentially do for you. And I wanted to do something cool for you guys because you guys treated me so well and welcome me into your locker room when you didn't have to, which I thought was, you know, another cool thing. I'm sure people can like misconstrive that or whatever, but she was like really genuine and, and wanting to do something that was, you know, that we would be able to kind of, you know, use as some sort of a springboard or something to, you know, 
get our name out there because she, she was also so appreciative of how we're, how we've been working with Shayna and things like that. And like, if you didn't know she was Ronda Rousey, one of the biggest celebrities in the world, like she just was like a, another person in the locker room. Like she's just one of the boys. Yeah. Which was, which was so, you know, it, it just, it was a weird, weird, weird experience. Like when you see Ronda Rousey and T money just hanging out in the locker room, that's something. <laughs> yeah. Or like uh Ronda Rousey and fucking, I don't know, Dave the Potato. Oh, well, she loved Dave the Potato. Yeah, she she actually loved Aaron Bauer more than anybody. Oh, yeah. Aaron Bauer was like her personal assistant. <laughs> and then, like, the other cool thing was it was just so awesome having, like, all the USC people together in the locker room because, like, there was, like, a kinship. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was just like, a weird thing. Like, I would suggest that uh, any indie company that's around where a UFC is running should definitely – tried this experiment because I think it worked out uh, pretty well for us. Um, And like I said, you know, a lot of our regulars fans couldn't make it. You know, we still had a nice core, but we drew in so many out of town people and outsiders and people that were just looking for something to do on a Friday night that, you know, we're just here for UFC. So we got, we got more than enough, I think crossover to, to have made it work. And the funny thing about the regulars is I don't think I've ever got more messages, and I know you did too, the day after going, oh, man, if you would have told me Rhonda was going to be there, I would have came. But it's like if I think if one person knew, she would have yeah, just not like, came. We were just told, like, you know, don't advertise it and things like that because, I, you know, I guess she has, like, she has, like, stalkers and stuff like that, so she doesn't really like anybody knowing what her location is. Uh, so, you know – of course, you know when they said they were coming, we respected that because the last thing I was going to do was like piss piss them off before they even got there. So we didn't tell anybody, um, and uh, you know we took like we took like a select kind of crew of our diehard fans, and uh, we set up like a private meet and greet with her downstairs, which you know she probably you know probably took like twenty five or thirty fans down there. Uh, and and let her you know let them meet her and stuff like that which you know she was more than happy to yeah, do. Yeah, it was totally like real discreet. Like we weren't really promoting it because she didn't really want any you know too much interaction with the general public. Yeah, just, which I don't blame her because it's, it's her life must be nuts. Yeah, so you know that was cool. She was like, you know, she she took pictures or met with anybody we asked her to, and you know anyone that walked up to her, you know she had conversations, uh, you know, and I. I guess I guess Glenn will let you tell your 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 story here. What which part? I mean, you rock your beautiful you body. Rock that brother. beautiful uh, body, man. So yeah, so we're we're in the gorilla position, uh, waiting for. Um, it's the Traxler position. Traxler position, whatever. So waiting for the match before to end, so she can you know watch the match. So she was literally sitting on the little rampway, watching through the curtain the whole match for Shayna's match. So I'm sure some people probably saw her peeking through if they really looked hard and they're paying attention. But so before that, it was me, Duke, uh, Rousey, and Britt Baker, and two, like a few other people. Dawson Potato was there. So I, I, my plan for the night was for her to chop me. I wanted her to chop me. And I, I didn't know because, you know, she was scared. Like, she didn't know me. Like, I can go, go and that, sue and whatever. And I, guess, I guess that goes in the part, like, you know, none of us really knew how she was going to be. Right. And then once you got around her, like, she was just a fucking like she'd be someone that you just want to hang out with yeah. you know what i mean like she was she, just cool she just seems like the coolest person in the world she was like one of the dudes kind of yeah so after that we got like we knew Incredibly that she was hot cool dude though yeah 
So she was very, you know, very cool with everybody, very open about her career, talking to anybody that came up to her. So it was just random. I'm like, you should chop me. She goes, ah. I'm like, chop me. And so she like, she did it once, but she could tell she was holding back. And I got in her face. I'm like, you fucking chop me right now. Whoa, Whoa bro. I'm like, give it, give, it, give it to me like 100%. And she's like, okay, you better fucking ask her for it. She reared back and she fucking chopped me. And I had a bruise on my chest for about three days after of her chop. And it was the most amazing thing ever. So she wanted to see the red mark because I, I knew I had a big ass red mark on my chest. And I'm not very, I'm very self conscious about my body the way I am. So she, I'm like, she goes, I want to see it. I'm like, in front of everybody, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to lift my shirt up. She goes, Rock your beautiful body. Let me see it. <laughs> so when Ronda Rousey can tell you to fucking take your shirt off, you're taking your shirt off. So lifted my shirt up. There was a handprint on my chest, and that's my Ronda. Ronda. She found me. She found me on Twitter. So I got. I can fly in those DMs. It's more than we got, you yeah. motherfucker. But like, I feel like this is gonna sound super lame, but I feel like she kind of like had this weird like touching experience with everybody that interacted with her, uh, like. You know, I I told some people this like it's we have been running so many shows, and I've been feeling like so burned out and so just like brain dead about wrestling. Every couple of weeks, you guys have been doing, and that. like it's just been so much to handle. Like that's one thing that people don't understand is like, yeah, we're running shows like every two weeks. That may not sound like a lot, but it takes a fucking toll. I would on say you. I say for a proper show, it take two months. Of preparation, so we're doing it every two weeks, and like it's just so much. And then you know, juggling your real life and your real job and your personal life, and like trying to figure out all these different shows and stay organized. It's just like been like brain dead. But like honestly, like interacting with Ronda Rousey and like having her talk and like you know, like explain her experiences directly to me and like how much she enjoyed everything. And like it was like one of those things that just kind of like gave me like new life to be like okay. Now I think I can get through, you know, the rest of the year before I need a break sort of thing. It was like she had this weird, like, motivating, like... uh, She just, like, energized everybody who met her. It was amazing. Yeah, it's... And I know that sounds like people aren't going to believe it and people, like, roll their eyes. But, like, it is... I I don't know how else to explain it. She's like an angel. Okay, that's a little much. (laughs) But, like... She is an angel. She's She's, Eddie Murphy and Holy Man. You fucking guys. She's not an angel. But she was, like... She's just like she had this weird kind of positive effect on on people. Like it's it's really unexplainable. I've never seen really anything like it. Um, I think it was more because like there's a whole story about her being depressed and wanting to kill herself. I didn't even know that story. Yeah. Oh, you and, were talking to Rhonda's two biggest fans now that we've met her, but before yeah. then we just had honestly, general general I, product knowledge. Honestly, and I meant this when I told her this in the locker room. I said. You're the first star of the movie Entourage that's ever been to one of my shows. <laughs> because I never seen her fight before. I only knew of her from like pop culture. I knew she was a fighter. Oh, I watch every every fight of her. And I, she was in the movie Entourage. And yeah. I've never I never saw one of her fights either, but I know of her from Fast Seven. Fast so Biggins, Seven. Biggins was like grilling her about I'm fucking like, how's Vin on the rock? How the expendables. We like, literally honestly her. like so we've just gone through this whole podcast, and honestly, all we knew about her were her movies. Like, that was literally it. Like, I just looked at her in front of everybody, and I was like, you're the first star of the movie Entourage that's ever been to one of my shows. And she was like, I was hardly a star. I go, that's honestly how I know who you are. And she thought that was the fucking funniest thing she ever heard oh, in her she life. she loved that stuff. Uh, but honestly, we do, like, 
I've now gone and like have been researching her like crazy. Oh, I watch the yeah. Ultimate Fighter with her now because I'm like, if I only fucking like, I knew nothing about her. I knew yeah. she was fucking super famous, but I didn't know. I never seen her fight. I didn't know what she fucking did. I didn't, you know. I just thought she was just like this girl that kind of caught on and now did movies. And I knew, her, like, I seen the movies. That was it. Uh, so it was just the fucking weird. Now since she's gone, like, since she's left, we've gone and we're doing all this research on her and shit. Um, and it's just like, wow. I'm kind of glad that I didn't know all this stuff. Yeah. And I wasn't a fan really of her. I just wanted pictures with her because I knew she was fucking famous. Yeah. But like. It like I, that's all I really talked to her about was just like normal fucking shit, like being like a normal person. I wasn't like, oh my god, tell me about this fight with this person, yeah. you know? Like I didn't and, fucking and, know about and it. There's I nothing, just wanted I just wanted to talk to her about Turtle and Johnny drama. And there's nothing that gets you more over with real life friends and family and coworkers than a picture with Ronda Rousey. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. I'm super fucking over with the, at, at the old shoot job. <laughs> well, uh, and like I was saying, the whole like depression suicidal thing, like you know, she talked about it with Ellen. This is like her first public appearance with, you know, the public, people she hasn't met. And I think it really helped her, her, her psyche. I know she's back in training and whatnot, but like her psyche for being out in public because she's really, you know, after she lost, people hated on her, said she was washed up, you know, whatever. Well, except for that pan. lady she ran into at the Uli house. She <laughs> said all those things to her. This is like a 45-year-old woman, and she was about to get smashed. I, I would, I mean, legal-wise, it would probably have been bad, but like just watching it wise i would have loved it the thing uh a thing about rousey is it kind of like over uh overtook what was uh, i thought was an amazing main event i know um i know it's gotten over with everybody but one guy i saw on the internet but uh it definitely like shana and heidi for the first two women to ever headline a regular aiw show like i loved that match yeah man like that's one of those things that's Gonna go down in history of this company, uh, and it was they more more than delivered. Um, you know, Shayna Baszler's probably only had twenty matches at this point, or maybe less. Uh, Heidi Lovelace, you know, is been fucking tearing it up everywhere for at least the last year and a half. Um, but to put those those two girls on last, and for them to deliver the match that they did, I think. I, I think exceeded everybody's expectations of, of what, you know, they could have done. Um, I was super proud of that main event. I'm, and the whole show, honestly, you know, we've sat here, we talked about Ronda Rousey for fucking 20 minutes because it was so bizarre. But that whole fucking show is amazing, top to bottom. Riddle and fucking Linden was awesome. Severn and Kingston is fucking real short, uh, but also awesome. It's exactly what you want to see for five minutes, which is just fucking dance Severn dishing out fucking suplexes and them hitting each other really hard. Um, Isn't there more to that match that, than I, I felt people I talked to said that match was built up to be something huge, but it wasn't it kind of was a downer. I guess Dan Severn fucking forgot. And he just grabbed Eddie Kingston and started choking him for real. <laughs> yeah, He choked him so hard. I guess he, I guess he got lost. So he just took it home. Like, I, think, I think Dan Severn forgot where he was and thought it was like a UFC match. Let's, let's, let's not forget that Dan Severn is fucking in his sixties at this point. Yeah. So, you know, they're going, 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 going. And I, I guess the, as the story goes is Severn forgot what, uh, what what was next? So he just fucking locked that choke on. And <laughs> he just locked that choke on and decided it was time to go to the fucking gimmick table and push his fucking patches. 
And then uh, back to like uh, the comedic side, Grado and Cole Cabana, from what I saw of it, and I watched it on DVD afterwards, but I was just dying watching that. Yeah, so I mean, you know, or go, I, like, we never fucking push anything or shill anything or any of that, but I fucking encourage everybody to buy this fucking show, AW Bloodsport, because it is such a weird mix Unique. of fucking talent and just as a show in general. Um, and, you know, watch that fucking main event between Shayna Baszler and Heidi Lovelace because it's fucking awesome. And the the rest of the card delivered, too. There wasn't anything bad on the fucking card uh, other than how could I fucking... No, that's from... Never mind. I was We forgot to talk about Colin Delaney getting arrested last oh. year. Well, we can talk about that real quick. The show prior, the day of the show, uh, Thor gets a text that against the world that Colin Delaney gets arrested in handcuffs. Yeah, Colin Delaney came back for this one. I'm sorry I got fucking confused. But at AW Against the World, you know, I made that tweet that, you know, the first thing I saw when I woke up in the morning was, uh, some you know, somebody in handcuffs. Colin Delaney, to his credit, somehow weaseled his phone out of his pocket and took a, a selfie <laughs> of himself with the handcuffs on and was able to text it to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was the one that got arrested and went to, but he went to jail. But Bloodsport's his big return, big epic return. But he did make his return at Bloodsport, um, you know, no handcuffs. But, uh, you know, still some pending legal issues that uh, we cannot discuss. But, uh, yeah, just fucking go out and watch Bloodsport for uh, for the weirdness of the card. Watch AW Against the World for the lack of Colin Delaney for being in prison, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and 25 seconds of Ronda Rousey. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. That's going to be it. The card is going to change. Make sure to go on iTunes. Uh, leave a comment. Leave a rating for us. We truly appreciate it. Press that five-star button. Also, our lips in Google Play for your Android devices and also Stitcher. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks.